It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey guys, this is Carl from Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. Unfortunately, this week we won't be having a podcast uh, due to certain circumstances and J-Man not wanting to do a podcast because he thinks he's too good for the podcast. But anyway, thanks to Nguetsuveni Podcast, they have saved the day. If you haven't heard the episode on Nguetsuveni Podcast, go listen to the original or you can listen to it on this podcast right now. And we, you know, we delve into uh, different stuff like uh, wrestling and how podcasts got started, how uh, how I wanted moon boots and everything like that. So uh, if if you guys want to listen to it now, uh, just keep listening to it. Don't press pause or skip or anything like that. But next week. We will be back on the podcast, so look out for that. So, uh, happy listening. Yo, what's up? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Nguatswini Podcast. This is episode 20, and I hope that you guys are enjoying the podcast so far. So, on today's episode, I got Carl and J-Man from the Carl and J-Man Podcast. I'm pretty sure majority of you guys already know who they are. They've been in the podcast for probably about two to three years now i'm excited to have them on the podcast especially for the 20th episode this is going to be the last episode for season two season three will be another banger so stay tuned for that again quote for everybody tuning in and listening to the podcast so enjoy today's podcast Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Nequestrini Podcast. This is the 20th episode, two seasons in. This is going to be the last episode for season two. Pretty cool. I made it this far. Who would have known? I didn't. But on the 20th episode, I have Carl and Jamin from the Carl and Jamin Podcast. Got Sita and Carl. I mean, pretty much sums up their name. <laughs> but yeah, I invited them on to the podcast and we're just gonna bullshit around and just talk about whatever and just have fun with this 20th episode. What's up, Carl and Jamin? How you guys doing? You are now listening to <laughs> the stylistic sounds of uh, J-Man and with me is uh, Carl. So uh, thank you, Dalvin, for inviting us on to your podcast. Very honored to be on the 20th episode yeah, yeah. Of, of your podcast. And so it's great that there's another Hopi out there that's doing podcasting, representing for uh, Carl's favorite group, the Urban Natives out there. So. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's great to be on your podcast here. What's going on with you? Uh, not much right now. I'm just um, chilling in my room, doing the podcast. Uh, I got done, like I said earlier, I, was, I went to the shop to pick up my car because it was getting fixed. I got my chitty all fixed up. Or how would you say in Hopi, uh, Sikisve? Is that how you say car? Yeah, Sikisve. Yeah. Sikisve? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's weird how um, that that word, that word um, name came about. Because from what my dad was telling me, how Sikisve like, came about. It's like, that you can, like, the cars are, like, backfiring, more like farting. I guess that's how it mm-hmm. kind of yeah. mm-hmm. got mm-hmm. their name. Yeah. Yeah, when you start the car then it goes that way <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it, it's farting so that's yeah. why they call it sticky stick yeah it's uh like the 1920s version yeah of, uh, so when he's called a and the next kind of a tough day when that happens but yeah only, though I, I do love beans though man i think beans are so good yeah exactly i mean like yeah it, it's so it's so strange because uh that soul's one one meal that she can cook very very well <laughs> <laughs> beans 
Because <laughs> she's a she's a true Hopi. It, 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 that's why I always kind of make that joke is that, you know, because uh, I guess stereotypically, Pastelas uh, Mexicans are known as the, the beaners because yeah. you go to yeah. Taco Bell or Filiberto's, nothing but beans on the menu, but always made the argument that Hopis, we're the real beaners. We're real beaners. Yeah, we're the real beaners. <laughs> Two of my favorite Hopi dishes is Patupsuki and then Lima beans, Quiptosi. Uh, Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, my favorite. That is my favorite. Yeah, it is. But you know what I've noticed though, and Delvin, you could probably relate to this because you're a moon puppy too. And uh, Carl, he's a, a I, don't, I, I, I don't know what they call you guys. <laughs> a real moon main, puppy. Mainlanders. <laughs> I don't know. Mainlanders. I know you guys like to call yourselves the quote, real unquote real hopi. Real hopis out here. But then you know what? Us moon pups, we're we're vegetarians because then when I think about like a lot of dishes like that beans. Yeah. Or even like during Polomia time, harder, yeah, that we cook it without any sikwi in it. Yeah. But then out here, you guys like to put all kinds of freaking pork into, yeah, your, it, it, into your stew. Yeah, it's strange because that's what Gua would say uh-huh. during those times too. Like uh-huh. when he was young, his his mom used to do the same thing too. Just make it one day. It would be one day mm-hmm. where it would just be water and haru. Yeah. It. it just, it's that. And he's like, oh, it tastes so nasty. It was it's like, good. He's <laughs> like, he's talking about good. And then when he, when they add like a uh, wihu or yeah. anything like that. Then it's like it brought out Bring, the flavor. Brings out the flavor. brings out the flavor. I noticed that there's like bacon up in the um, haja as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of salt pork. A lot of salt pork. I like it with the salt pork because that was one thing that I noticed when I first uh, before the the red famous wife was the red famous wife. And she made haru, and I tried it for the first time. That was the first thing I noticed. Like, hey, you put a lot of sickly. <laughs> you said that. Damn, this tastes better than uh, than what we've been cooking. Was the other though um, haru with um, that chili piki? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My wife makes it too evil for me though. Oh really? Yeah, yeah I know. Usually the Cuba change. Yeah, yeah. So it, it will usually do that. When I was a kid, because uh, I was real queasy about my food. My yeah. mom sent me down there with a big plate of macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Damn. She eating their haru and their piki. <laughs> and I didn't even ask for it. She just gave it to me because she liked she, it. She already knew yeah. that. This kid is special. <laughs> this is the this is the the prince here so he has to take this one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> here. But yeah, Dalvin, thanks for welcoming us on and you know, I I I don't know what what your uh, listener dynamic is like, or for you know how the folks that listen to you. I'm hoping that a lot of your listeners are the same as our listeners supporting Hopis that are doing big things. You know, you yourself you're doing big things long before we started doing big things because I know you had your skateboard uh, company out there, and so you know I think that you're probably one of the first people out there that was doing the native uh, skateboarding with the art on top of the behind the deck yeah and so i always thought that that was pretty cool oh, yeah and, and so i and i'm sure you probably already talked about that on this podcast about how you got started, started yeah. and things like that but um but I, I i that's one thing that i've always admired about you and the work that you've done so i real feel real honored to be here on your podcast he, 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 in other words, he feels really jealous about that. <laughs> <laughs> and this is just this is an idea that that Carl and I have been throwing around, but a, a Carl and J-Man skateboard deck that we can hang in the office. Yeah, I could definitely make that happen. Um, yeah, dude, that'd be cool just to have like a one-off of you guys' um deck and hang it up, or probably like maybe sell a couple of them and. Um, maybe give or something like that. Because then when Carl really pisses me off, then I can just, <laughs> just take, take that off down. the wall and <laughs> be <beat him> with <laughs> my <name>. exactly. <laughs> Yeah, like like how did how did you like how I know this is kind of off topic, but how did you find the the like the person to like print these things on a skateboard? Like, yeah, how did you get? All yeah, that like what, what did what did you like go down to the skate shop and say, hey? plaster this on here i want this thing on here this will sell yeah <laughs> well basically i've been skating for a very long time and the like i know the i know people growing up skating and there's people out there that own skate companies and all this stuff and i would just like um ask them questions because i'm the type of person that would just like ask questions no matter if it's stupid or dumb like i'm just out there asking questions because I was once told that a wise person 
always ask questions. So I'm that type of person that just curious about everything. So I would ask questions. And growing up skating, it's like I knew skateboarders who knew other skateboarders that owned their own brand. And that's something I wanted to do was have a skateboarding company or a brand. So at the time, I, like when I wanted to get started, like I started like researching on the Internet and stuff like that back in 2014. And I found these um these skateboarding manufacturers that print wholesale skateboards, but I didn't really know too much about it. So I have a professional skateboarder friend who goes by the name of Jake Brown, and he's the one that helped me get in contact with some of these um distributors out in California because he has connects with them out there and once I got in contact with them, that's pretty much how it started was just like um, word of mouth. And like, I knew I was lucky enough to know somebody that was like, had contacts with the distributors. So that's basically how I got my foot in the door. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool, Delvin, because I, I did tell my uh, wife one time that because, you know, you do the, the skateboard. And you do it in a way to her, it's art. Yeah, you know, yeah. A lot of people, they buy the decks. And I, I actually have one of your decks. And it's hanging up in the living room on our wall. And so I think that's what a lot of people do with the decks. Because that's become real popular now. That a lot of Native artists are painting or designing skateboard decks. And now that that's become a theme. But I've always told my wife that if I'm ever going to get a Native skateboard for art purposes, I'm going to get it from somebody like you. Because you actually skate. Melvin, I could probably even beat you on that video. You, you, have you played on the <laughs> Nintendo 64? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I have that game too. Tony Hawk Skater 3. And then so like in high school, we'd spend okay. hours playing in that. And so that's kind of how I became familiar with the moves. Yes. And then so I'd be doing kickflips all up and the down. Grind, the grind, All up and down the ramps and accomplished <laughs> the 900 too one time. You accomplished the 900. <laughs> I wanted to do that. I have never done that on that game before. It's always a 700. <laughs> was a, I <laughs> never got that far. You're not athletic enough, Carl. Because I, I get burned out. <laughs> you get burned, I get burned out. You get burned out. play that game. game. Yeah, get a sports injury from me. Going to sprain your thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> no, but no, I, I, I've tried to skate and I just don't have the coordination no. for it. And I'm too scared. Like, cause then you got to be fearless yeah. to skate. Because, did you go to the public school? Mm-hmm. Carl? Yeah. Because I know that Delvin, me and Carl are a little bit ahead of you in years. But when I got to the yeah. junior high school, that's when kids really started skating yeah. in tuba. Yeah. But th- back then there was no skate park. And so they were just skating wherever that they could, which I guess is probably just at the in school, general, yeah. skateboard culture, just trying to skate wherever it is that you could. And so the kids would be there with their skateboards. And then into high school, it became even more popular. And then so there were more kids that there were that were skating. And then that there was a certain uh, type of clothes that they wore. Yes. And the, there were skateboard the shoes, too. And there was and the Osi- or the Osiris or something. And yeah. then I really got into skating. And so he had skateboarding. Well, he was actually pretty deep. He could at least do some of the little tricks. Yeah. He could at least do a kick flip or a heel flip. And I would try, but man, I ate so much asphalt. Like, <laughs> fuck this, man. This ain't, this ain't for me. You know, when, I'll, when I'll stick to basketball. And when, my, when I was, when I was in, uh, when I was in grade school, uh-huh. when I saw the skater kids wear those etnies and those shoes like that, uh-huh. the ones that look like huge yeah. shoes. I wanted some of those. Man. I, I begged. That so, was like, like the coolest, thing, was the the coolest thing in the world. I was like, so you got to get me some of these moon boots looking shoes. <laughs> these moon boots. <laughs> <laughs> the clouds. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that's kind of one thing, at least as far as respecting the culture, you know what I mean? Because I'm like that. We mentioned that, you know, a lot of artists that paint on skateboards. Yeah. They're probably never written on a skateboard themselves. It's just like that reservation concept. You don't dress like a cowboy. I remember from high school, you didn't dress like a skater. And actually, wear a you skater. didn't wear tap out clothes unless you actually knew how to fight. Because <laughs> walking around with tap out clothes, you're promoting that. Okay, if somebody tries to fight me, I'm going to kick somebody's ass. That's the reason why I always wore the big dog, big dog shirt. <laughs> big dog. Damn, whatever happened to that brand? Yeah, I remember the big dog brand? <laughs> was, was that what the dog was spelled? D-A-W-D-A-W-G. <laughs> so, so Dalvin, is that how you started skating too? Like in school, and you met just a bunch. 
bunch of friends that were skating and you guys just kind of yeah. screwed around and yeah so i started skating well throughout my whole life i was into sports like basketball football baseball like i tried it all cross country the only two main sports that i really fell in love with was um basketball and cross country but then like those are just like um seasonal sports okay you can't um do it all the time and with yeah. um yeah this one time when i was coming back home from practice from cross country back in high school like i would always see the same person skating in front of the training post in tuba like every day every time i walk home from school so i finally got um I, this this one day like i finally went up to him and i just started asking him questions like what his name was how long he's been skating and i said it's pretty cool that i can like because he was doing tricks and all that stuff and it was very interesting like i just got intrigued by it so that following week i asked my mom and my dad if i could get a board so basically i just started skateboarding because of how how funny it looked just by the way um this person was like flipping the tricks and just like doing all these weird tricks with it i was like damn that's cool so i said i give it a try so i like I said, I told my mom and them to see if I can get a skateboard. I went to Flag, like, I think the following week or whatever. I didn't know nothing about skateboards, so I just went to Walmart because Walmart had, like, a bunch of varieties of skateboards that were already, like, built. I remember my first board was a Mongoose skateboard, so that's pretty much how I got started was just walking home from cross-country practice, seeing my friend till this day. His name's Noel Norris. Um, he's the one that intrigued me into skating. So that's how I got started with skateboarding, just by seeing him skating in front of the trading pose. And I got hooked on it, tried it, and I never stepped up ever since. And I've been skating ever since then. That was back in like probably 2002. That's pretty cool, man. Because then like now there's, yeah, skate there's park, a skate there, park. There's a yellow man skate, skate park. Yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, back in your day, you probably had certain spots that you could only skate at. And then even out here in Hopi that they built a skate park, too. I really? think in first Mesa area. Really? It was in the newspaper. Where was I? Exactly. <laughs> it was in the newspaper. But then, you know, so like Hopi, they're, they're starting to get into to skate. Like, or, uh, or well, what is it called? Pop culture now? In, like in, into, into skating yeah. now. And, you know, I, I guess that, that's kind of a unique thing for Hopi is skating. Because then, like, if you live in the village... You just skate how, on the how do you, how do you dirt. skate? Like, where, where do you skate? Doing kickflips on the mound <laughs> because there's no asphalt <laughs> in the village, and so I think that that's kind of a different. I can't, can't go very far out here, and I guess that's an interesting thing, you know, because of our communities out here, the reservation that the actual physical landscape prevents you from doing certain <laughs> things. Because you know, on our podcast, we talked about you know our modes of transportation that most folks out here they don't have vehicles to buy horse. But if you have a bike then there's only so far your bike will take you. Yeah, exactly. Because like when I was living in the city, I used to bike everywhere. I, I bought a 10-speed bike. You bike? I biked. <laughs> I, I've hiked. Yeah. Don't embarrass yourself, Carl. Because <laughs> you can lie to Delvin and his audience. That that our audience won't somehow listen to this and find out. This is not lying. I used to be a top. I used to be like the Iron Man. I used to <laughs> join the, uh, what is it, the marathon. The, what was the the decathlon I, I think they're called uh one mile community runs carl <laughs> the 100 mile club yeah. 100 mile club doesn't count carl <laughs> did, so, you, did you play any sports carl yeah play? yeah I, I played uh you know uh the nba the nba on playstation <laughs> yeah uh, mlb on uh, playstation one so no, no, I never, I never played because I've always wanted to join baseball. Like baseball, I tried out uh, during like the my uh, grade school years, and uh, I was very bad at it. <laughs> they said that uh, maybe next year, Carl. You know, maybe next year. And I'm like, I, I got discouraged because of that. Oh, really? Yeah, really? No yeah, kidding. yeah. No kidding. The, that's the, a real life story. That was a real life story. Oh, well, that's a lot more believable yeah. than. <laughs> That you used to run. He's all like, uh, you know, you know, there's a there's a Quidditch match that's happening right next door. If you guys want to try out, so. <laughs> you'll be more you'll be more for, suited for that. Suited for this. I, I used to. Well, I ran cross country in high school all yeah. four years. I ran track my freshman and soft, uh, senior year 
in high school and then I played basketball, I think my freshman, sophomore and junior year in high school. Mm. And so that was, that was as close to sports as, as I got, but I love watching sports. Carl, he watches uh, quick match. Match. Quidditch, Harry Potter on Cricket. Rewind. <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> He's a big fan of uh, D&D. Beach, beach volleyball, just the ladies. <laughs> we can imagine the attraction to watching that. Yes. It's crazy the fact that um, going back to like the skateboarding part, like I feel like nowadays it's just like a trend or like like how Carl was saying, like it's pop culture now or some something like that. And to yeah. me, like that, to me that's annoying because people skateboarding back then in the early two thousands was a lot more fun than it is now. Well, in my opinion, because nowadays it's just more of like um who's better than who who makes like more money or who has it's, it's all it comes down to social media as well like who has more likes or followers and it's to me that's just ridiculous it's not about the fundament fundamentals of skateboarding anymore yeah and also going back to like what j-man was talking about like when i started in skateboarding nobody was Putting artwork on skateboards, nobody. Once I put out my first board, that's when other artists started putting boards, um, designs on skateboards because they saw what I was doing and it it got traction. And in their mentality, it's like, oh, I can make money off this. But see, that's the thing. There's hardly any money in skateboarding. I do this because it's my passion. It, something that i love it's something that i literally put my blood sweat and tears into and that's passion right there that's why i love skateboarding a lot of people tell me to quit but this is something that i love doing i don't do it for the money or the fame or anything that comes along with it because i could care less about all those things because when those things fade away then you have no no purpose of what you're doing, whatever whatever it is that you're doing, I guess you could say. Just like people like that are doing the skateboarding design, they only do it for a short period of time and then they they stop doing it because maybe it's not giving them any more traction or making them any money. But to me, like there is no money in skateboarding. Mm. <clears throat> so that's where my mentality is with that whole thing. That's what I feel about podcasting. Carl just got done talking about <laughs> yeah, that. You know, no, we, we haven't got paid. Like, there's all, no money involved in it. All, all this work that we're doing, and then we're getting in the same boat as you, Delvin. We're the only Hopi podcast, and then we got successful. <laughs> and not, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it, it's crazy because <laughs> when, when we got started, when we got started, it was just a, a fluke that both of us just said that. Oh, it was actually his idea. He said that, hey, why don't we, why don't we say, why don't we talk about something like that? And I, I was I was against it. I was like, okay, well, mm, nah, I don't know, I don't know about it. But then we said, okay, well, let's make a date, an actual date with uh, wine and uh, wine and dinner. You know, <laughs> no, no, we said that, uh, and we recorded that, and we had no idea what we were going to talk about. Yeah, we, we yeah. kind of we kind of had a, a jest of it, but we we're just like, okay, well, we'll we'll talk about it. And so we said, let's talk about our past. Let's talk about like the our childhood. And so we recorded it and I said, I, it sounds okay. I don't know if it's going to go well or not. So let's give it to our family members. Just close, yeah. Close, close people. people. See if they like it. And we gave it to like two people. Yeah. I, I only showed like, so and so was all like, who is this? And they said it was all right. <laughs> and so I was like, who's talking? Who's that behind that's, that's what he said. He's like, who's that behind that guy? And so that's me, so it's like you sound so fun. And so and then so I said like he's like, just publish it. Just publish it, see what happens. And from then on, I mean like that's our first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we there was no there was no edits to it. There was just it was just like just record and then just plaster. It, it was it was just raw. And you know, I, the experience that we had over at the Western Navajo Fair, because our, our guy Jeremy Baca, he brought us on to do the live podcast. And, you know, we asked them, you know, why, what, what is it about us that, why did you invite us? Yeah. Like, yeah. Everything they talk about, whether, you know, even though it's, some of it might be bullshit, that it's relatable. Yeah. That, you know, people yeah. can relate to it. And I, I think as, as, as far as podcasts go, 
I know like for a lot of native podcasts, they like to talk about kind of the academic stuff, like the American Indian study stuff or the history stuff. They like to talk about decolonization, about all of this racism that's going on, which is good to talk about. But then it's like, but then nobody really talks about like our childhood, the type of childhood that we had. We grew up growing with, up yeah. in the dirt, some of the real goofy shit that we used to do to each other. <laughs> And, you know, and I think that that's such a unique upbringing because then at one time it's like red kids and this were like half civilized and half wild people. And (laughs) I think that's what makes us unique is because then, you know, we're only civilized up to a certain degree. But then like you think about being kids, like I remember being a kid at the day school when one of the kids learned that, oh, if you choke somebody hard enough, They'll pass out. Yes. And so yeah. I just, we try to like pass, make each other pass out from choking them hard enough. Like we do dumb shit like that. Like who else in the world? Like who? Like who the, else in the world? I, I know. I know that white kids are never going to do that. And then just even some of the things that we did, uh, like during recess, like the day school days, because then like there were periods of time where you'd go out and see who could catch the most grasshoppers. Yeah. Because grasshoppers would start coming out on the playground. And then so everybody's trying to catch grasshoppers and then playing cards becomes popular. Everybody's playing speed on the playground and pog became popular. Everybody's playing pogs on the playground. Hacky sack. Hacky sack became popular. But the other thing too was that at least, and I'm pretty sure it's probably true for all reservation schools, was that in our playground that there used to be spinach, wild carrots, and wild onions that would grow on, on on the campus. And then so kids we would dig for them during lunch, yeah. but then it got it got so competitive that kids would steal spoons from the cafeteria so <laughs> that they could dig so that they could dig the carrots up. Yeah, nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about those small things. And I think from that very first episode that Carl and I did, that was real popular. With that, you know, we talked about the different things that we would eat. That was just like real unusual yeah. for, for other people, you know, because for some reason, red kids, like we just love Kool-Aid. Yeah. For, yeah. For oh, some yeah. Reason, and it's like and snorting it, Kool-Aid. It's not, it's not the prepared Kool-Aid. It's not the Kool-Aid you drink. It's the powder. <laughs> Powdered it's one the in powder. the pack. We like to eat the powder. Yeah. The powder in the pack. And then so everybody has their own concoction. I was a simple man. I just like straight salt. I remember other kids got real like uh, they became a chemist. They're adding sugar, sugar, adding that Mexican candy, that powdered lime. lime Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Add that to it, too. And then so you had all of these different mixes. I I remember one time on the bus as well, too. We remember those little Mexican uh, lime uh, salt. Yeah. Yeah. They come in these little little um, containers, little cylinder containers and you eat them. And the citric acid, yeah, the citric acid will, you know, burn your mouth. Yeah. And so we dared each other how much salt <laughs> we can we can eat, put in our mouth. Oh man, we weren't native kids, are idiots. We ended up like cuts on our on our tongue, and we couldn't eat for about three or four days because of the citric acid and the salt combined. And uh, you know, because we were just like. <laughs> But yes, we're doing dumb things. Yeah. Like you mentioned, that kids would actually snort the cool. Yes, too. Or they would snort, snort the um the candy that came in those real long tubes. Oh, the, the pixie, powder, pixie, the, the pixie sticks yeah, or pixie whatever they're sticks. called. Yeah. And I remember that, you know, kids would snort them. And especially if you snorted the red one, like it would just loosen, loosen your <laughs> mucus and your husky in your nose and it would just run out like like somebody popped you in the nose and then oh be, man like you'd be like you had a broken nose and and the other thing too about hopis that i remember this is i think more specific to hopis but even as kids i remember that uh the idea of gangs were real popular yeah and i think it's because like a lot of our older siblings they liked the black and the mexican yep. movies everybody we, was into, blood in blood out everybody out. was into blood in blood out Everybody was into Friday. Yeah. Everybody was into Belly. I remember Belly. Was, yeah. Everybody was uh, a wannabe gangster. And you had all of these cousins or older siblings that were dressed in their gangster wear. And I remember <laughs> as kids, I think we were like in fifth or sixth grade, but we wanted to join a gang. Yeah. And so we found these older kids that had a quote unquote gang. 
and they really jumped Jump us you. in. <laughs> they really oh my god! Punching us in our bodies and all this, and we're all happy because we're in. A You're game. in a gang now. Yeah. Look good for your uh, your future. Uh, look, look good for my resume. Career. To the junior <laughs> high school. Your future yeah. MySpace profile. <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny though because then you know I I think that was a hopey thing because then that was at the day school, and then so everybody's all thugged out at the day school and the school at the junior high. Well, they're all into heavy metal. These different. That's the reason why I'm into heavy metal. <laughs> and so that was kind of. That's why I think that that was a whole piece. You guys so went to um, the junior high, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to the public. School. We went to public school. Yeah, we're uh, we're public school born. Because I went yeah. to boarding school. I was, I was just about to say the boarding school was too johned out for. Us, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, so is there anything you want to ask us about uh, who's the better looking one? Because uh, I have an answer. Hey, man, spoiler alert. <laughs> How about this question? Like, what is your biggest failure that you guys learned from an experience? I'll, I'll let Carl I'll, start I'll, with Okay, I'll start with this a one whole here. My, my biggest failure is joining J-Man on a podcast <laughs> named Carl and J-Man Save the World Podcast. <laughs> no, I, I think I think what would be my biggest failure would be like not going to a four year college when I had the chance to go to a four year college because I went to a technical school and then I went to a four year college afterwards. So I, I, I almost graduated from a four year college. I had one year left. I, I believe that I just kind of didn't want to have a, a second bachelor's degree because the technical school that I went to wasn't a, so mm, all my credits couldn't, uh, you know, transfer in. So I would have to be starting from a freshman. So I already had a bachelor's from the de- technical school and I didn't want to get my second bachelor's over there. So I think it would just kind of discourage me from maybe going to school. I think that was one of my biggest failures in, in life other than just like, not doing, uh, not like not starting a business of like what I wanted. Like looking at all of these other entrepreneurs here on the reservation, I think that they're like goal setters. Like you know, they're 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 people who started like with the soap. You know the soap, mm-hmm. yeah, the soap, and like you as the skateboard company is, or like you know, there's uh, other people that uh that that do like art as well too. Because I I did go to school for art. But then I regret that I have not started anything or have not used that to my to my advantage there. So I think that was like one of my failures in in life. I'm pretty sure there's other failures as well too. But yeah, I could probably even just <laughs> myself write a whole list of, of that maybe some even greater than the ones that you shared. <laughs> what, what about you? Yeah, Jamin. What are your failures? You know, I, I, I was I was thinking about it as Carl was talking. I, I think that some of the biggest failures in my life are the self-inflicted wounds because I think like as Native uh, males, especially Native males in particular, that, you know, a lot of us, we get caught up in vices, whether that be like alcoholism or just being dumb, womanizing, things like that, um, or other drug abuse. There's just a lot of things that, that we get caught up in. And so a lot of those things, our self-inflicted wounds, a lot of those things, they impede our own progress. A lot of those things, it pushes us backwards from where it is that we want interferes for gold. And so, you know, I, I, I've committed some dumb things in my life that has cost me money, that has cost me time, that has cost me personal relationships. And, you know, I think those are the failures that I kind of, I guess, try to learn from because then, you know, it, it, it it's life is the way I think about it is that life is hard enough already. Yeah. That why do we make it even harder on ourselves by doing stupid things? And then, so now, especially as getting older, becoming a father, being a husband that, you know, you really try to make the right choices. And especially where Carl and I are at, you know, I don't know why he said it's a failure, but probably one of the big, biggest successes is like <laughs> being partnered with me doing this podcast but like you know and somebody said it to me it's like you know you guys are in the public eye Even yeah people listen to you but yet you know like we've been approached often 
in public talk to us about the podcast. And, you know, this is something, you know, this is a nice conversation that we're having because we never get personal on our own podcast. Yeah. We're always talking about other things, talking about issues pertaining to Hopi, talking about uh, occurrences that are happening on Hopi or uh, real time uh, news that's happening on Hopi. But we never talk about Carl and J-Man really on our podcast. No, no. And, and so... And so talking about our, our, our failures and then our successes as the podcast being in the public eye, because one of the conversations, side conversations that Carl and I have all the time is like, we have this huge fear of getting canceled on social media because social media is such a monster in my opinion these days, because I think that, you know, it's this space where people are allowed to say whatever it is that they want. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely no filter. There's no review committee ensure accuracy. There's there's nothing like that. And so people are free to say whatever the F that they want to say, whether it's true or false, whether it's dumb or or smart. And people can post things bashing other people and people will gravitate to it. And it'll build and build and build and it's such an ugly thing. And even, you know, like Carl and I being public, I guess, public figures, especially here on our little reservation, that even a little reservation that if you get caught up in drama and it gets posted online, that it can be a real shit show. It, it can. It can. I mean, like social media can praise you one day and then, you know, shut you down the next. And that's, that's I guess that's the beauty of uh, social media and how we portray ourselves as that. And that's the reason why I, you know, I don't, I just believe that, you know, if I post something, then somebody doesn't uh, like what you're saying or like what you're doing. comment that we made on one of our episodes one time, you try to post something about being happy. Yeah. Then somebody's mad that you're happy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I think that's one of the things that we kind of like avoid in a way where we, where we make fun of ourselves, but we at, we're cautious about making fun of ourselves that portray to other people. And, you know, this is something, too, that, you know, that's the whole reason why we hired our uh, marketing intern, AJ, is that we wanted somebody to deal with the social media yeah. and the people that comment because, then you know, our, our messages fill up pretty, pretty constantly. Yeah, yeah. And especially yeah, damn. If, we, if we produce a really good episode, then you get a lot of people in the comments or at least in the messages. And, you know, I just don't have the, the time. energy yeah. to converse with people. And what it is that they want to talk about, because then it's like, you know, Carl and I cast for a living, like we're full-time employees. We got being open from the reservation. Then in turn, you got Kiva things, you got field things. Like there's just so much time to fill with your life than to be conversing. And this is a comment that I made to Carl is that we don't live on social media. No, because, you know, we were talking about, all of these different podcasts that are out there, uh, we're following a lot of different people who we have no idea who the hell they are. Because yeah. then it's like, because our, our, marketing, our marketing intern, she had the strategy. And so she got us to follow a lot of people. And I remember I was looking on our Instagram one time, looking at all the people that we followed. I was like, who the heck are all of these people? And, you know, it, it's our marketing intern and I trust her. So, you know, I, I allowed, we allowed her to do that. But because the fact that we don't know a lot of these people who they are, other podcasts, other influencers, even like the Western Navajo Fair, for example, yeah. that they had this list of native influencers that were going to be at the fair. I didn't, I, I hadn't it, heard of it. Yeah, either. it was strange because, yeah, because, uh, you know, uh, who was it was telling us about these different people. And I had uh, who these people were. And they're, uh, apparently they're famous social media yeah they're tiktok yeah. and like uh yeah facebook and instagram and and i can say this comfortably now because we're on your podcast delvin is something i'd be afraid to say on our own podcast <laughs> when you're in your 30s and 40s and you spend significant time on tiktok you need to take your ass outside chop some wood clean your yard oh but also don't forget to follow our tiktok we're on tiktok <laughs> at carl and damon 
It's, yeah, it's crazy because yeah, I, I don't even know how to work TikTok. I had it on my phone. I don't know how to do that. It just pops up with like uh, health videos and <laughs> some sometimes dancing girls. Dancing <laughs> <laughs> girls. Oh yeah, but yeah, like uh, Jamie was saying, like the people that are like in the thirties or forties, like to get outside and do something, they're just gonna make a TikTok about it, no matter what. Even though yeah. they're outside, they're gonna make a. They're going to make a TikTok about it, chopping wood or bringing in wood or some shit. I mean, they're just going to, I don't know, they're not going to stay away from the phone. And I, I think that maybe that's just a difference in like upbringing because then, you yeah. know, as a kid growing up that, you know, you were forced to help out with chores. And a lot of those chores were like chopping wood or being hopeless, you know, as a boy, you helped your dad and your dust in the cornfield and so you're out there in the field doing things but because of the mentality of those older men and plus we didn't have the technology yeah. back then to yeah. be tiktoking down in our our fields or tiktoking and some of the various things that we're doing so it encourages people to live their life through, through the lens of yeah. their phone yeah through another uh, another uh, means of communication mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so i mean like for us i mean because we're old school we're old school we can we can yeah. consider ourselves old yeah. school and like, you know, when we were growing up, you know, cell phones, technology like that wasn't a thing, wasn't, wasn't a thing. Of course it was ready to be a thing because we're older than the internet, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're older than that. So, and, and, and having that with us, it's like, it's still to me, like it still boggles my mind that I can still, I can make a movie on my cell phone rather than having like this huge equipment. Yeah. Like old school cameras. And, and and to me, like, you know, you, you can take the same, uh, you know, quality pictures on your cell phone rather than having their, your camera on like an, like an actual camera. So it, it's, it's just it just kind of boggles my mind with that. So and well, I, you know, I, I, I said this off air before to Carl and to uh, AJ, but, you know, I, I have a real prejudice against TikTok. And, you know, prejudice meaning that I don't know everything about it. But, yeah, I hate it because I, you know, I have this perception of what it is because I have friends that I know personally. Yeah. And I have friends that I know personally and I know that they don't know how to dance. I know that they can't sing. (laughs) You don't look good doing this. It's like you're putting it out there for others to watch. Like, so, you know, I, I have this perception of it but my daughters they tell me all the time that oh no there's some really cool tiktoks out there yeah there's some really funny tiktoks or there's like how to tiktoks that teach you how to make certain things because one of my daughters she's a really good cook she makes really good food and then she'll cook something that's new and then she'll tell us oh i learned it from tiktok weird what how do i get to those videos (laughs) like i'm just doing the dumb shit that people share (laughs) their stories i'm i'm so old school i go to bookman's and grab a cookbook (laughs) in order to make something new you don't even cook, Carl. I you cook. Tell so to I make you I, your sandwich. I'm I'm tell I cook, so I, I usually tell Solo to cook. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's that's kind of my prejudice against social media, and then you know I'm bashing people on TikTok. And yeah, here we have we have a TikTok, we have a TikTok video here. People to follow us on TikTok. 2022 is that you do have to adapt to the trends to a degree because, you know, we just had this whole conversation that we despise trends. And I, I do myself too, because Delvin, I, I think that I share your frustrations because, you know, there are some certain things that I'm passionate about that I really like, but have become popularized. And then you get this bandwagon that comes and they want to be a part of it because that's for the time being, it's cool. It's the cool thing to do. But when you're somebody that's about it, then, you know, you know that you're there because you love it. You know that you're there because you're passionate about it. You know that you're there because that's what you believe in. But yet other people, they're just there because that's popular at the moment. And they just want to be a part of this popular train. So I definitely feel that. And um, I don't know how much longer you're going to have uh, us on here. But Delvin, I definitely wanted to bring this up to annoy Carl that you and I both have in common. Professional wrestling fans. Oh my god! Hell yeah! Who, who's your favorite wrestlers at the moment? At the moment, like in this time, I would. Well, yeah. since now I'm like watching AEW, it's gonna have to be MJF, Michael Jacob okay. Freeman, because I like mm-hmm. his um, personality, his style. 
since this, this might be able to include Carl, so let, let's do let's do a fantasy draft. Let, let, <laughs> let, let's pick our top five favorite wrestlers of all time. Delvin, you can start, then we'll go to Carl, then we'll go to me. But you can't choose some picks. And okay. Well, we'll pick right. five against each other's five and see who would win in the battle <laughs> royal. And so, Delvin, go ahead and you pick first. So, for my first five, I would pick um, MJF. Wait, wait, wait! You just you, we're we're gonna take turns. So you go first. You pick MJF, and now it's Carl's turn. Uh, oh, okay. The Rock, the Rock, the Rock. When he was still in his okay. active active. Okay, time. That, that's a good choice. Yeah. Actually, I actually applaud you for that choice, Carl. My my first choice would be uh, AJ Styles. Oh, AJ Styles. Okay. Nice. Okay, Delvin. Now it's your turn. Uh, mine would be um, CM Punk. CM Punk. Okay. Uh, no, I would probably do the Undertaker. Undertaker. Um, that's really good. That's, that's a really good, good one. My my second choice is uh, Brett the Hitman Hart. That's uh, that's a good one. And my other one would be Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Oh man, <laughs> uh, I would probably do. Uh, oh damn! Ah, there damn, you go. You're putting you're putting together a really good team. <laughs> that's what I told yeah. you, man. You're putting together a really good team. My third choice would be Sting. Oh, you! <laughs> I, that was my fourth choice. <laughs> uh, my fourth choice would be um, what was his name? I forgot. Oh, um, Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn. Oh. Okay. Inter- interesting choice. Uh, he chose this thing. I man, I uh, I just have to choose John Cena. John <laughs> Cena. I mean, it, I mean, he's not, I know he's not a well. No, okay. he's good. He's good, he's but good. He, that, that's a really good choice. I mean, his finishing moves are just. He's built big, big built. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but John, that's a really good choice. Yeah, let's see. I I think that my fourth choice will probably have to be. That's a tough one. I think once you get deep into the draft, yeah, it, it's pretty tough. This is kind of a, a name that's not too known, but I'll, I'll go with Samoa Joe. Oh, nice, Joe, 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 Joe. Yeah, um, my fifth, my fifth one will be. Um, I'm gonna have to say Logan Paul. Logan oh, Paul. damn, I thought I was going to pick two. Really? Yeah. Really? Damn, you guys are picking all mine. Boxer. Well, you remember he, he was. Now. Yeah, he wrestles now. Yeah. Okay, go for it, Carl. Oh, man, what, what, what else uh, wrestlers are there? China. Ah, China. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, what was his name? Uh, oh, my God. Uh, just It just... Went over my head. Uh, the Slim Jim guy. What was the uh, Macho Macho Man. Man? There you go, Macho Man Randy. There you that's go. That's a really good. Choice. Yeah, there you really go. That's choice. my fifth choice. Last, lastly, my last choice will be uh, Mick Foley, the many faces. Mick, Mick Foley. Foley. My favorite <laughs> Mick Foley character though is Cactus Jack. Ah, yes. Okay, Dan, you're going old school on that one. So I got to really applaud you on that, Carl. You actually did a really, really great job. I think. Well, yeah, of course. Does tell you the truth. Well, to tell you the truth, guys, I actually do like wrestling. Oh, really? Uh, I loved the wrestling when I was younger. I used to battle my brothers and sisters all the time on the couches and on the bed. You know, we used to do choke slams and everything <laughs> like that. I think what discouraged me because is that Soul would always yell at us yeah. for not doing that. And so she always called that, you know, that very vulgar so we couldn't watch wrestling all After the time a while Any wrestling we, we used to do the exact same thing we used to <laughs> wrestle each other when yeah. we were kids and then my mom would yell yep. at each yep. other i remember one time my parents weren't home and it was just me <laughs> my nephew and one of my brothers and i picked up my brother and i had him in the torture rack <laughs> and i had him in the torture <laughs> rack and like right in that moment my mom opens the door oh, and man. she bitched me out and <laughs> That was the end of our fun for that day. Oh man! Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I know the old school old school wrestlers. So yeah, because I have a story too. Um, like similar to um, J Man's. Like me and my brothers, we were like constantly watch wrestling WCW. Um, and we would wrestle each other in the house, in the rooms, and whatnot. And I remember, I can I. I remember this like it was yesterday. My one of my brothers got pissed off at me for some reason. I got so mad to the point where I just like kicked him in the balls right in front of my parents, and that's when my dad just told me like, "This is the reason why I don't want you guys watching wrestling. This is what happened. <laughs> See what happened." 
Like, no, he no. got after me, so, like, I could have been watching yeah. wrestling or so. I think it's the only native kids that do that. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, and now wrestling's not even popular, so, like, no. they, they don't even watch wrestling. No, now, now no. They, they, they want to watch UFC. And yeah. That, that's another bandwagon sport. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not real anymore. People only talk about MMA when there's a big paper. So, so is there is there anything else that you would like to ask us? Because we're pressed on time as well, too. Yeah, um, this one would be a good one. All right. What is a funny story your family tells about you that you like to share? Uh, I'll pass. <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> no, go for it, Carl. You well, I think the, the one of the funniest stories uh, that kind of revolved around us is that um, when we were when we were kids, when we were kids, as as uh, and I have to give context. This was in the nineties. it is the same racist story. That's the funniest story. So I have to get context. 90s early 90s and i i didn't know any better uh i was still young mm-hmm. and my mother had dressed us all uh, during halloween had dressed us all in uh, blackface <laughs> and oh we still God. have we still have pictures with that in blackface and we we went around uh you know con picking and oh uh <laughs> Oh, and, uh, I, and I told you that I had to give context. You know, we didn't know any better in the early 90s. And, um, it wasn't considered racist. I don't know if it was considered racist back then. You know, it wasn't the woke nation back then, but that was one. Of the- okay, we still look at it. We still laugh about it. So, well, well, for me, <laughs> the the thing that my parents love to talk about is like, because I was a huge Ghostbusters fan when I was a kid. I love the movies. I love the cartoons. And then, you know, growing up on the Reds, like, there aren't a lot of black people around on the Reds. And so, and, you know, one of the Ghostbusters, he's black. And yeah. His name's Winston. Yeah. And Zedmore. And so when we were kids, we would, our parents would take us to Phoenix. And then, so, you know, we'd be out and about, like, at the mall, different stores. And you would see some black people walking around. Yeah. And then I don't know how it happened, but me and my nephew, we got into calling black people Winston. <laughs> Look at there's that Winston over there. There's that Winston man over there. <laughs> because oh, that's man, how we that's correlated African Americans with this character from the Ghostbusters. <laughs> and so everybody became Winston when we and that my parents love telling that, that you guys, All right, Delvin. Well we appreciate you having us on Carl said that we're we're pressed for time and so yeah. uh look forward to uh, having another conversation. Like yeah, this. This yeah, no really kidding. Fun. This was we really, really fun. It. Actually, you know, it's not part of uh the Carl and J Man format but yeah we had a lot of fun we had a huge mm-hmm. fun with you oh yeah yeah we're glad to have you guys on and we'll speak again soon awesome all right well thank you so long and that's that for that episode i hope you guys enjoyed it it was awesome having carl and jamin on that was the end of season two episode 20 until next time wait until you see season three But until then, y'all take care out there. Y'all stay happy. Y'all stay blessed. Y'all just keep doing you. And continue being nice to one another. And make sure y'all check out the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. Until next time, again, koko.